The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. That's GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today we are talking about over-the-counter medication, and the dangers associated with them. I got to thinking I was listening to one of the FMU, it's Functional Medicine Universities. Um, It's obviously for certification uh, for functional medicine. It's something that really interests me. You know, at Greenwood Family Chiropractic, we look at a whole body approach. We look at whole body wellness. And so oftentimes, we just try to treat the symptom, but we don't realize. So they there was um, a training recording. It's not really a podcast, but um, I'd listened to it over the weekend it, as I was cleaning the house. But I was talking about chronic kidney disease. And I have a loved one that's close to me who um, has suffered from chronic kidney disease EGFR goes up and down. And if you know anything about that, it's your uh, glomerular filtration rate. So it kind of looks at kidney function. Um, And when you look at kind of the standard research, we don't think much about it. And they're like, oh, nope, it's just all the way down from here. But we've got a lot of lifestyle changes. And I've watched this person's uh, EGFR increase, which is really awesome because it's kind of the opposite of what allopathic standard conventional medicine would tell you. <laughs> so, but so I was really interested about this to see like what have we been doing or what things can we do more of? And they were talking about common um over-the-counter medication and its effect on kidney function. And it just really got my wheels turning and you're like, "Well, of course these things would be." And then I just thought about patients in my office that you know, might not be in like renal end stage renal disease, but they're in 3A or 3B in terms of uh, chronic kidney disease for prepare for dialysis. Five is dialysis. One would be the best, like your kidneys are functioning great. And, you know, we, we just don't really think anything about that and how they're probably taking these common over the counter medication just because you know, maybe their doctor told them it's it's not prescribed. And so sometimes we think because it's not prescribed and we can just walk in and buy 10 bottles of Tylenol or ibuprofen or these over-the-counter medication, like they are chemical, 
that it's safe. And so I want to break down some concerns about over-the-counter medication. Now, a reminder, I am not your physician. I am a chiropractor, and I might not be your chiropractor. So right now, I'm not your doctor. This is not your medical advice. But this is something, if your doctor told you to be on these over-the-counter medications, it's something to think about because it really can be of detriment to your overall health. And that and that's our goal at Greenwood Family Chiropractic too. Like, let's figure out the cause. What What is causing these problems? And let's figure out how to get down to the root cause. So that's our five essentials. We look at nutrition, detoxification, oxygen and lean muscle, mindset, a nervous system, right? So when we look at this whole body approach, this is where ordinary medicine and chiropractic fail. People really thrive and see phenomenal and great results in our office. And that's always obviously our goal for everyone, but you first have to get down to the root cause. So before we dive into the dangers of OTCs, let's talk about some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. The FDA approved the U.S.'s first over-the-counter birth control pills. What happens next? Oh boy. So the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has approved the oral contraceptive OPIL. Looks like O-P-I-L-L. OPIL. For over-the-counter use, making it the first non-prescription birth control medication in the United States. But it'll be months before it's available. The pill is to be expected to be on shelves as early as 2024. The American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists called it, quote, a critically important advancement in the accessibilities of reproductive health care. They said barriers to access are one reason for inconsistent use and lack of use of contraceptives. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists ACOG, said in a statement after its approval, allowing individuals to access birth control at their local pharmacy or drugstore will eliminate such barriers, such as taking time off work for an appointment, paying an office visit copay, or navigating sometimes confusing prescription refill protocols. (laughs) Now, I don't don't really have, I was on birth control, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't confusing I was just lazy and didn't do it. It's pretty, pretty set and standard. It's a pretty streamlined process. So they talk about what is Opal. Opal is a, quote, mini pill that uses progestin, a synthetic form of hormone progesterone, and does not contain estrogen. The typical combination birth control pills and most commonly used form for oral contraceptives uses both hormones to prevent pregnancy. Now, this tablet was approved for uh, prescription use by the FDA in 1973. Opal is about 98% effective if taken as directed at the same time every day. Opal is non-emergency contraceptive and it's or uh, abortion medication. (sighs) They say several mini pills are available with a prescription, but Opal is the only oral contraceptive 
that is approved to buy without a prescription. Most progestin-only birth control works by creating thick cervical mucus that makes it difficult for sperm to enter the uterus and fertilize an egg. In some cases, progestin stops ovulation from occurring. However, 40% of women taking mini pills will continue to ovulate. So 60%, it stops their ovulation. Ugh. They, doctor said that as if it's taken as prescribed, it's just as effective as combination pills. Progestin alone is sufficient for contraceptive uh, efficacy. The addition of estrogen helps give more regular bleeding. <clears throat> And can also enhance the effectiveness of progesterone. Adding estrogen has some benefits, but it is not necessary for contraceptive effectiveness. Uh, opal can be viewed as a medical tool not only to prevent pregnancy, says an OBGYN. People use birth control for things outside of preventing pregnancies like PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, treating heavy periods, painful periods, there are a lot of uses for it outside birth control that people will also be able to benefit. Who can use it? Anybody. There's no age limit to buy it. Um, they said this could have a major impact for adolescents and young adults who may not otherwise have resources to access birth control. Teenagers have so many barriers accessing reproductive health like birth control that they may never get an appointment to get that care. <sighs> okay. Um, we're going to talk about this at the end because this is maddening. Um, the, um, the side effects and uses. They say uh, oral contraceptives may contain estrogen but may have some side effects such as headaches, nausea, breast tenderness. Opal may have similar side effects, irregular bleeding, headaches, dizziness, nausea, increased appetite, abdominal cramping, pain, bloating. They said the progestin-only method are safer to people who had migraine headaches, uncontrolled blood pressure, and those who are at high risk of blood clots. Do you know that um, most birth control pills, like the regular prescribed ones from your physician, are black box warning for blood clots? I had a team member, ate right, exercise, right, gluten-free lived a pretty healthy lifestyle, had a TIA, a mini stroke when she was 24. And they're like, yeah, it's from your birth control. She's like, why did no one tell me about this beforehand? They're like, oh, it's on the packet that we gave you before you put it in your mouth. Like no one took responsibility for her mini stroke. Had another one who had multiple blood clots. Um, this was right after COVID and the vaccine came out. She walked in and they're like, well, of course that's from your, your, um, oral contraceptives, your birth control pills. She's like, I, why now? And why do I have 25 of them all over my body? You know, but they're like, oh, yeah, it's a known, it's a known cause. Like, of course, you'd have clots everywhere. Um, it, will it, uh, Opal cost is one of the biggest unknowns after its OTC approval. It's not clear whether or not it will be covered by insurance. Uh, the short answer is we don't know. <laughs> Uh, challenges to it. Um, they just talk about, they hope it shifts how contraceptive is viewed over time. Here's where, as a natural practitioner, like we've done Dutch testing in our office, if you know anything about it, it's really complicated. It is really complicated. And so you think about this synthetic hormone that we're taking 
you know, and again, I, when I was a teenage girl, I had heavy periods um, and really severe cramping, a lot of PMS syndrome, right? And so they're like, of course, it's just what you need to do. And they never felt right on it. There's this huge kind of mechanistic loop in terms of vitamin deficiencies and all of all of these crazy things. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that today. It's wild and crazy. But not even there. You're saying, hey, you have a heavy, heavy cycle, right? Like you have PCOS. So if you say, I don't want to go in, who's diagnosing you with PCOS? How do you know? It's polycystic ovarian syndrome. The way that that's diagnosed is through an ultrasound. Ultrasounds say, yes, you have multiple cysts on your ovaries. Health poly, more, uh, ovarian, ovaries, right, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. You have lots of cysts on your ovary syndrome. That's what it is. How would you, who's going to diagnose you with that? You can't like palpate it. You can't see it. X-rays won't show it. We're like, up, you have PCOS. And then PCOS very often is due to insulin resistancy, which is why one of the treatments for PCOS besides oral contraceptive birth control pills is insulin or metformin to get your blood sugar under control. So do we have these people who don't know that they might be pre-diabetic or type 2 diabetic that we're like, no, you could totally treat yourself. It sounds like such a good idea. You have heavy cycles and we're like, why? Like, is this a progesterone? Is it an estrogen? Is it an androgen? Is it a testosterone? All of these, like, there's different, like, estradiol, like, E1, E2, E3. There's all of these hormones that we're like, hi, you know what? You're 16 and 17 with, like, an abnormal cycle. Just we hope you take it right every day. We'll claim that if you take it right. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, and it stops you from ovulating. It stops you from ovulating, there's a certain part, first half of your cycle, right? What happens is uh, estrogen is down and then all of a sudden, how about your cycle? It spikes, progesterone spikes, right? Because you ovulate. Your body increases something called follicle-stimulating hormones. So then it says, hey, we should mature an ovary. And then it spits it out when your body says, oh, that, that um, I mean, egg. I'm sorry, did I say it matures an ovary? It matures an egg. It spits out that egg from the ovary. And then when your body says, hey, that egg is not implanted, then it then they shed the uterine lining. If it does, you don't have a cycle because it's like, we're going to hold on to this. Help start creating organ systems. Like there's this whole cycle. So if you listen to me and say, I have no idea what you're talking about, that's good. Those are the people who should not be putting themselves on birth control. It stops you from ovulating. Like you put a 15, 16, 17-year-old on this, they're going to take it haphazardly. I can speak to that. I was awful when I was in college, right? I can't imagine anyone else is going to be different, but at least I had some doctoral oversight. This has nothing. You want to do it? Take it. Don't take it. Take it extra. Take four. Take the whole box. Like, who knows what's going to happen? All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I don't ovulate. And you're like, okay, is that healthy? I remember, and it's pulled from the market now, but it was um, it was like 90-day packs. It was like, you only have a period every 90 days, Right. Who says, and I remember the commercials, who say you need a period every month? God, God did. God created our body. Why is it 28 days? Right? If you do a couple days before, a couple days after, they say that's that's still okay. 
But that but every human is made like that. And we're like, we're just going to change it because we're man and we know better. You stop a teenage girl or in their man. And then you you think, hey, now you're 28 and you want to have a kid. And it's like, well, what do your hormones look like? I don't know. Your body has literally no idea what to do because you have said, hey, the FDA says it's totally fine to just manage your own hormones. God forbid you have to have a copay. Heaven forbid you've got to go in and navigate through some sometimes confusing prescription refill protocols. You have to take time off work for an appointment. No, just mess up your hormones for your last year. You want to know what you're going to have problems with later on? Tons of that stuff. It is incredible to me that the FDA said, yep, just put it in the hands. There's no age limit. Just grab it. Grab two boxes. Grab five boxes. Take it for a month. Don't take it for a month. Are there any hormone repercussions for that? No one knows. It is. It just boggles my mind. There is a reason why these steps are in place to ensure that we're taking the best care of our patients in the office. Maybe there's a secondary underlying. And if you have PCOS, guess what your doctor, your doctor will probably run? Labs. You think a 20-year-old who's having an irregular cycle? And then when do you take it? Are you taking it on the second half of your cycle? It's synthetic progesterone. Shouldn't be taken on your first half. You should take it after ovulation. When do you ovulate? You don't know because you don't track. Oh my gosh. I can not. It's just. But here's where we're at. With education comes knowledge. Knowledge becomes power. Power becomes action. Stay knowledgeable. Make sure you know what you're doing and educate your kids on this. Because I think, like, I have a little girl. She's little, right? Not allowed to have gum yet. Thinks fireworks are too loud. She's little. But there's going to be a point in time where she can walk in, pick up all of the OTCs that she wants, take them all at once. Like, what is what effect does that have on our cells? And if you're 2, if you're 20, if you're 40 or 60, there are detrimental effects that these over-the-counter medications have on your body. And we'll dive down deeper into that next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Just a little longer, my friend. It's all worth it in the end. But when you got nobody to turn to, just hold on and I'll find you. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, or schedule an appointment at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today we are talking about dangers for common OTC drugs. I feel as if people have kind of the 
what is it, rose-colored glass? Is that the analogy? Rose-colored glasses, right? Like we just think because I can walk into the store, like I could go to the box store right now and pick up 10 bottles of OTC. That's safe. And I believe it is wildly underestimated the amount of health complications, implications that come with these over-the-counters. And it is so wild to see how we're like, hey, yeah, you can take that, you know, you would take that for the rest of your life. You know, just go ahead. And you're like, anything wrong with it, doc? And they're like, no, you'll be fine. Because they don't have the solutions. Like that, well, that is their solution. But, it, you know, I've never heard of, you know, someone coming into my office and saying, hey, I just want to let you know this backache, it's a lack of Tylenol I've been experiencing. But yet somehow we put that as this ALBL end all. And you're like, why? Because what can your typical PCP do for back pain? You're like, oh, drink more water, exercise, take some OTCs, do some physical therapy. If none of that works, we'll send you for x-rays, right? We'll send you back to physical therapy. And we'll do an MRI and do, we'll do nerve scans and we'll do um, injections and all those things. And we'll just send you to a neurologist, an orthopedic and see about what, what you might, you might need surgery because your back hurts. And you're like, oh, it sounds way way more offensive than just like seeing a chiropractor, right? Like That seems like a lot of work. And here's what I'll tell you. One of the worst ones, and, and I obviously see it more just with the line of business that I'm in as a chiropractor, is that over-the-counter pain relievers are massively, massively overused. It's in your handbag. It's in your drawer at home. It's in your desk at work, Right. Like you have it on hand just in case your back hurts or your headache. You start putting them in your pocket, right? Your pocket candy is Tylenol. So really the um, active ingredient is acetaminophen. And it it is a very common drug. It is a drug used to alleviate uh, mild or moderate pain, reduce fever. Um, Did you know it is present in more than 600 over-the-counter and prescription medications? Over 600 headaches, muscle aches, backache, toothache, colds, menstrual pain, arthritis, like all of these come with acetaminophen. And they've been touted. Acetaminophen has just been touted to be like one of the safest over-the-counter medication that there is. Um, but but even so, a couple years back, uh, the Annals of Rheumatic Disease concluded that the risks of acetaminophen have been underestimated with some studies suggesting the drug could raise the risk of cardiovascular events and mortality. Cardio, let's just let that sink in a little bit more. Cardiovascular and mortality. Why? Well, because, you know, I just get headaches and back pain and all of these things. Here's what's interesting. I have... Um, a lot of patients who are in the medical field. And so I typically ask them, like, what is, like, the most common thing that you see or that surprises you? And it is very often that they'll say the liver damage um, because people take too much Tylenol or the stomach and kidney problems because people take too many Advil, ibuprofen, NSAIDs, right? It's, like, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. Like, it's not a steroid. It's totally... Totally fine. 
liver damage is perhaps the most well-known risk of acetaminophen. And um, according to the FDA, between 1998 and 2003, acetaminophen was the leading cause, the leading cause of acute liver failure in the United States. And almost half of the liver failure cases during this period were results of accidental overdose. You take a little bit of this, you take a little bit of that. And the accidental overdose is because it's present in such a wide range of over-the-counter. So there's been a number of studies associated with acetaminophen use with severe skin allergies. And uh, FDA Adverse Event Reporting System revealed that between um, 1970, 2012, 170 such cases, 67 hospitalizations, 12 deaths. 2013, the FDA issued a warning that acetaminophen could cause a number of potato potentially fatal skin infections, including Stephen Johnson syndrome and toxic echodermal necrolysis. Um, there was a study that was published in Journal of Oncology uncovered a link between regular acetaminophen use. <laughs> I don't know why words are so hard. So a study published in Journal of Clinical Oncology uncovered a link between regular acetaminophen use and the increased risk of certain blood cancers. The study, which reviewed acetaminophen of more than 64,000 men and women aged 50 to 76, found that individuals who used acetaminophen four or more times a week for the last four years were at a two-fold risk of some blood cancers, including lymphoma and leukemia. What's interesting, it wasn't published in the Medical News Today article that I'm referencing, but um, they actually looked at acetaminophen decreases your intracellular glutathione. What does that mean? So glutathione is your body's master antioxidant. It, your body calls on it if there's some sort of damage to the cell in order to help. Antioxidant, right? And it's this bank. And they found that when you take Tylenol, acetaminophen. So really, I shouldn't just say Tylenol. Acetaminophen. It's in 600 different... Um, I just think the average person knows Tylenol, maybe not the verbiage of acetaminophen. It decreases intracellular glutathione. So it would make sense that if we're taking something that decreases your body's natural antioxidants regularly for years, that all of a sudden we're like, gosh, well, now we have all these damage to the cells and toxins, abnormal cells are growing, abnormal cells turn into precancerous cells, precancerous cells turn into cancer cells. So we don't have the mechanisms our bodies are made. But it's like, but I, you know, but I just get headaches a lot, but I just get back pain a lot. And you're like, why are we not addressing one, the potential damage? You know, here's what I ask people pretty often. Imagine if I was to give you, which I wouldn't, um, or you went to CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, and you buy a giant bottle of Tylenol, right? The like 250 or whatever. Extra strength. And you take the entire bottle. What would happen to you? Answer, you would die. <laughs> right? But instead of that, what if you just take like two or three a day, couple times a week until you run out. And you're like, oh, that's totally fine. You're like, your liver would shut down. You would die. Um, 
they talk about, especially too with acetaminophen, um, despite acetaminophen during pregnancy being considered generally safe, numbers of studies have suggested that this is not the case. Um, A study found an expectant mom who used acetaminophen, moms who used acetaminophen were more likely to have children who developed asthma by the age of three years old. Um, But asthma is not the only risk that may arise with acetaminophen use in pregnancies. Um, A study was published that uncovered a link between prenatal exposure to acetaminophen, autism, and attention deficit hyperactive disorder, ADHD. Um, from an analysis for more than 2,600 pregnant women, researchers found that women who used acetaminophen in their first 32 weeks of pregnancy were 30% more likely to have offsprings with attention impairment by the age of five, at which some of the children were seen with autism or ADHD. Right. So those moms were like, oh, my back hurts and I have sciatic pain and I have all these headaches. And they're like, just take Tylenol. It's like the safest And you're like, is it? Is it that safe? All the research says no, but it's like, what else would you do? You're like, I don't know, maybe get adjusted. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe the sciatic pain, right? Like sciatic is pressure on the nerve in your back that's like running down your leg. You know, maybe that's caused from like a structural problem in the fact that your lumbar spine is now hyperlordosis, right? Because you've got all this. So you like have this kind of two arched back. It's compressing those nerves. Like, why wouldn't we just take the pressure off the nerves? You're like, well, we don't know if it's safe and effective. What? How are you kidding me? Like you should see, and I love it. I love it. If you ever walk into the office and you see, this morning when I came into the office, we had like nine kids around the office. And you're like, how amazing is this? How cool. What a blessing. Pregnant mom. I adjusted a pregnant mom just this, just yesterday. I adjusted her. Right. Like I got adjusted through my entire pregnancies. We've had team members who are adjusted their entire pregnancy. Like the safety and efficacy of chiropractic and pregnancy. Oh, my goodness. You know. But they're like, ah, we need to reconsider that acetaminophen use is not too risky. Like what's too risky? But again, it's there for you to take whenever you want. And it's just one of those aspects and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to take acetaminophen. You know, instead, maybe I'll just do like an NSAID, a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. That's probably safer for my chronic lower back pain. My doctors told me. But the problem when you take that, oh, I just saw someone, uh, it was two weeks ago, they came in and they said, hey, oddly enough, I um, can't take any of those things because I got an ulcer from taking it. Right, and you're like, just take it with food, and you're like, but how often are you taking it? You know, one of the side effects when they look at is urine output. What's the problem with urine output? Oh, because your kidneys are shutting down. That's um, when I had a patient. She was part of one of the big um, blood banks that did dialysis, and I said, the average person, what are they there for? And she said, probably less than 2% are from hereditary. The 98% are from chronic, over-the-counter pain reliever overuse. It's literally shutting down your organs, non-steroidal. So it's ibuprofen, Advil, um, gastro bleeding, gastrointestinal bleeding, ulcers, um, 
They say that that alone hospitalizes over 100,000 people every year, kills 16,500 in the U.S. alone due to overdose, wrongful confirmations, or incorrect usage. Not taking the pill with a little food or milk. <laughs> right? And you're like, oh, could your headache be that you've drank nothing but Diet Coke for the last two weeks? Or you're using Crystallite, which has the artificial sweeteners, which we talked about last week as a known carcinogen, but also is, causes neurological problems like IE headaches. And you're like, is your doctor talking to you about any of this stuff? Or when you go in and you say I have a headache, they're like, oh, OTCs are good. Try that for a couple months. If it doesn't clear up, let me know. Right? Or could you start to do Imitrex if it's a migraine headache? It's just the most wild thing you could ever think about, you know? So it's just if you're not getting to the root cause of the problem, we have to reevaluate because that's just pain reliever OTC drugs. There are problems with other ones that you're likely taking, and we'll talk about that next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Videos, tips, deals, and more. Find Greenwood Family Chiropractic on Instagram. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, that's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today, we are talking about dangers of coming over the counter. We are quick fix society and there is a pill for every ill, right? You have this, we do this. You have this, we do this. You have this symptom, fits in this box, right? Like when you go to the drugstore, you pick out what you think you need based on symptoms, right? So we don't know if it's a bacterial or a viral infection. We just think here are the symptoms. Here's what I'm going to do. And we've used it as this quick fix, but there's so many quick fixes that we have now that we have a cabinet, a cabinet full of symptom relievers, right? We're like, what about this? Did you ever think like maybe your symptom is part of the solution, not the cause of the problem? Hmm. Let me ask you that question again. Have you ever thought that your symptom is part of the solution, not part of the problem. Let me give you a quick example. Um, if I say fever, healthy or sick, right? Fever is a symptom. Most people would say sick. Mucus, healthy or sick. Most people would say sick. Vomiting, diarrhea, healthy or sick. Most people would say sick. But you think a fever is your body's first line of defense, right? So when your body comes into contact with a pathogen, that's some sort of virus, bacteria, 
our body innately says, really, really smart body says, well, this is foreign. I do not want you to replicate. I feel like you're a foreign invader. So I'm going to increase the temperature because it's going to slow the growth and it's going to call on all of these other white blood cells to come get you fast. But yet the first thing that we do as a society is when we see that fever, what do we do? No. Quick, someone reduce that child's fever. Because the fear, right, is that febrile seizures when in reality it's a quick temperature spike, not the fever number itself, by the way. Um, But we're like, no, get the fever. So we literally, that symptom is our body saying, I'm healing, right? I'm doing the right thing at the right time. And we're like, whoa, that looks uncomfortable. No one really likes having a fever. Let's get rid of it. And they found that then it actually increases the duration, right? Because the virus is like, or bacteria, is like, oh my gosh, thanks for not killing me off so fast. I have all the time to replicate because I don't have a really hot environment. (laughs) What are we doing? You know, and then we say, gosh, vomiting and diarrhea, that's not great. Let's do things. Let's, the pink stuff or whatever, upset stomach, diarrhea, peptobismal, right? But your body's trying to get rid of something. And there's only a certain way that your body can get rid of those things. And it's up and it's out. And we're like, slow it down. Keep it in there longer. Because we think we know better. So is that symptom part of the problem? Or is that symptom part of the solution? But we see that symptom and we treat it like a bad guy. We have a whole cabinet, slew of drugs, different chemicals to try to negate symptoms. Instead of figuring out why are these symptoms happening? Like, why are, why, are, why are we not embracing these? Oh, my gosh, this cough is mucusy. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take something to thin it. And you're like, oh, that sounds perfect, right? So all that, like, thickness that your body's using to catch on to all the crud to get rid of it, we're like, thin it out. Just keep it in there longer. Just let it settle in the lungs. Sounds like a good idea. Our bodies are smart. Why do we treat? And you know what the thing we have? We're like, ugh, coughs are the worst. Ugh, I've had one for a while. It's literally just hanging on tight. Guess what I've taken? Nothing. Oh, you know what I did? IV vitamins. I got vitamin C. I got B vitamins. I got zinc. I got glutathione. I'm going to support those. But we're like, oh, a great um, a great thing we can do is just cough suppressants. Like who wants to hear somebody cough? So annoying. Cough suppressants, also known as antitussives, work by blocking your cough reflex. Most products containing dextromethorphan um, are available over the counter, right? While codeine and hydrocodone require prescription, oddly enough, these dextromethorphan and diphenhydramine are active ingredients that suppress your cough. So they're kind of like the sister. So um, dextromethorphan. And you're like, I don't know what that is. Dextromethorphan is children's Robitussin, Desilim, Vicks Dayquil cough, Vicks 44 dry cough, Zycam cough, right? Um, Anything that has like DM on it typically is an indication too. It's like an easy way of figuring out it's. um, But hey, by the way, um, those things are kind of like sisters of codeine. So they're not codeine. Dextromethorphan is a synthetically manufactured chemical cousin to codeine. And we're like, this sounds like a great idea for my coughing three-year-old. <laughs> like, do coughs stink? Yes. And how it actually 
works is that it's absorbed into the bloodstream, crosses into the brain where it binds to receptors in the medulla oblongata cough center, suppressing the cough reflex. That's what it does. Not like, oh, this kind of stinks, right? That's literally what we're doing to our coughs. Oh, and by the way, um, they are heavily, heavily um, regulated. I had a friend who was a triplet in college because of the fact that it is used life-threatening for overdoses, negative side effects, impaired memory, cognitive dysfunction, people who have hallucinations on it, sedations, they don't breathe, dissociations, detachment, feeling drunk. That's why they're like, oh, your uh, kids might drink a whole bottle of it. And pe- people used to do it to like, catch a buzz when they were underage like it was unfortunately like a really common thing and you're like oh but lower doses for my four-year-old totally cool coughs are uncomfortable he can't sleep at night and you're like mm-hmm. could there be a better way yeah absolutely you know and then the other ones like that I see so often that maddens me are proton pump inhibitors right like I see the big box stores. You can get 150,000 of them for $10. PPI, proton pump inhibitors, also known as um, like H2 blockers. But what commonly known, if you're like, well, I don't take a PPI. Prilosec, omeprazole, Prevacid, Protonix, uh, Nexium, all PPIs. And you're like, well, that's, you know, gosh, that heartburn. And you're like, okay, what's causing the heartburn? Is it like your meal choices? What's your lifestyle? Are you getting adjusted? Yes, adjustments help uh, with acid reflux. They looked at duodenal ulcers, decrease faster. And this is what got me into this whole thing, full circle. I was listening to a functional medicine podcast about chronic kidney disease. And they were talking about how um, chronic kidney disease, like in general, PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, um, a 20 to 50% higher risk of chronic kidney disease in PPI users. It's literally shutting down their kidney. Similar studies suggest that people who took proton pump inhibitors, PPIs, proton pump inhibitors regularly, so again, atroprilosec, omeprazole, Prevacid, Protonix, Nexium, um, they found that if taken regularly, increase 44% greater risk of dementia. Um And then we're taking it for years and years and years. It has been known that it interferes with calcium absorption. Why? Calcium can only be absorbed in an acidic environment. So you're taking away that stomach acid. Then your body can't absorb calcium, leading to bone fractures in certain cases. They issued a warning in 2011 advising that over-the-counter PPIs should be no longer than used no longer than two weeks for up to three treatments per year. Two weeks. You can do it two weeks, three times a year. How long have you been on it? How long has your mother-in-law been on it? How long has your kid been on it? How long has your brother been on it? Right? And then that, broken hips are one of the number one reasons for cascading effects for um, morbidity in the elderly. You know that if there's a broken hip, that is a bad thing. They don't recover from that. It's not just that alone. They also found it increases risk of community-acquired pneumonia, C. diff infections, right? So if they're living in like a long-term care facility, you see that. Or if they're in the hospital, even more. I, I, we were like, no, it's not a big deal, right? Like I can, I can get a million of them. Sam's Club and Costco. It's like a totally good deal. Just pop them every day. I've got, but like, why? Why are you having acid reflux? Well, it's because I eat spicy food and tomato juice. Well, why can other people have that? There's and not have that same symptom because there's something else underlying going on 
You have to find a doctor that helps get down to the root cause of your problem. If your doctor is not actively working for that, well, then maybe it's time to make the switch. That is literally the reason why I do this show. The reason why I do this show is that there are people out there sick, suffering, and dying, and they're praying for answers, and it's answers we have in our office at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. But I can't help you if I don't see you. You have to be in the office, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation, right? Your body's giving you symptoms for a reason. You have to get down to the root cause. You can't just have a cabinet full of drugs to mask the symptom. Get to the cause. Thanks for tuning in. Look forward to next week, but always remember that your power is on. Mm -hmm.